Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. My name is Carissa Suzanne, and I'm your host here on the Unsealed Podcast. And the case that I have for you guys today is a very, very frustrating case, and I think you guys will see that as I kind of move through it. The police initially pegged this girl as a runaway, and they didn't really look into any other options as to what could happen, what could have happened to her. And I believe that if they would have actually taken this case a little more seriously, then this person could have potentially been found by now. Um, I don't know if this case is still an active open case. However, she is still missing, and she has been since 2004. So the case today is on Brianna Alexandra Maitland. She was born on October 8th of 1986 to Kelly and Bruce Maitland. She had one older brother and they grew up in Burlington, Vermont. So for Brianna's freshman year of high school, she attended a different high school and I was unable to find the name of the high school. But for her sophomore year, she attended Enosburg Falls High School. After her sophomore year, she decided she had turned 17 and she had decided that she wanted to move out on her own and get her GED and just kind of move on with her life. Her mother had stated that there was never any issues like within the household or any of that. It's just that Brianna was a very independent girl and she really just wanted to be on her own. Now when she moved out of her house, she was kind of bouncing around with different friends until she found one friend and she stayed with this girl until the until the time when she went missing. She was living with her up until she went missing. Um, so we're actually just going to jump into the day that Brianna actually disappeared. It was Friday, March 19th of 2004. So she went early that morning to go take her GED exam, and then after her test, she met up with her mom to have lunch and do some shopping together. Her mother described her as being in very good spirits all day. She was in a very, very good mood. She was so happy because she passed her GED exam. Um, But her mother noticed while they were shopping, they went into a store and they were in a checkout line and something outside of the store caught Brianna's attention. Her mother never really asked her what it was, but she could tell it was something that kind of upset her. So Brianna told her mom that she would meet her out in the parking lot back at the car. So her mother finished checking out and met her back at the car in the parking lot. The first thing she noticed is that Brianna was very shaken up and very agitated and just not happy, but she didn't really pry. She kind of left it alone and figured that Brianna would get over whatever it was, and it was probably something small. So Kelly ended up driving Brianna home, and she dropped her off at her house between 3.30 and 4 p.m., and this sadly was the last time that Kelly ever saw her daughter. I do want to backtrack really quick because about three weeks prior to Brianna disappearing, there was a party that Brianna went to and she ended up getting into a fight with a girl named Keely LaCrosse. Now, all the people that were at the party stated that there was no reason for this fight, that Keely just went up to Brianna and just started punching her and kind of attacking her and there was really no reason behind it. Brianna's dad, however, stated that he believes that the attack stemmed from jealousy because there was a man at the party that was giving Brianna attention instead of this other girl and it it upset this other girl. The fight resulted in Brianna having a concussion and a broken nose and she actually did file charges against Keely however they were dropped uh, three weeks later because Brianna couldn't show up to court because she was already missing at this time. So we're going to go back to when Brianna disappeared uh, to the day when she disappeared. She left a note on her roommate's uh, dresser stating that she would be back home after work. 
Um, so Brianna worked her full shift and clocked out at approximately 11.20 p.m. She told her co-workers that she needed to go home and rest because she had a morning shift at the St. Albans or Albans. I'm not 100% sure what that um, job actually is, but her evening job was at the Black Lantern Inn, which was a hotel. So she was working at the Black Lantern Inn until 11.20 p.m., and then she told her co-workers she needed to go home and rest before her morning shift at her other job. Her coworkers said that she left by herself. She left in a good mood, just like her normal self, and there didn't seem to be any issues with her. So the day after, which was Saturday, March 20th of 2004, a call came in about an abandoned car found on Route 118 about a mile away from Brianna's work. The car that was found was a 1985 Oldsmobile sedan, and it was indeed Brianna's car. Um, they had checked the license plate and it came back registered to Brianna's mom. Two of Brianna's paychecks were found in this seat as well as an un unsmoked cigarette and a water bottle. Um, it almost looked as if she was maybe driving under the influence of alcohol or drugs um, and then maybe abandoned her car. You guys, her car was found backed into a barn like an old barn uh the back end was inside the house essentially and so it lo almost looked like she got in a car accident with herself and took off um the trooper that showed up on the scene actually just had brianna's car transported over to the garage because he indeed also thought that it was just a drunk driver so he thought that it would be better just to take the car um but they did see that it was uh, it was brianna's mom's car so she wasn't miss she wasn't reported missing for about five days because of her living situation. So her friend was actually out of town when she went missing her roommate. So she left her that note, and when her friend came back, she realized that Brianna had never come back home, but she assumed that she was with her mother. And her mother assumed that she was at home. So when they actually got into contact, it was five days later, and they realized that Brianna had not been with either of them, that she was actually missing. Um... So, they ended up calling the police and reported her missing on Thursday, March 25th. Kelly went down to the police station. She ended up giving them photos of Brianna, and when they showed her, they also showed her the car that was found, and Kelly knew that that was her car, and then that was Brianna's car, and that she had stated to the police that there was no way that Brianna left the car like that, that that was not her. She didn't drink. She would never drink and drive, even if she was drinking. She would never be under the influence and drive, and she would never get in a car accident like that with herself. So the investigation took a bit of time to get started because the police, like I said, they just pegged Brianna as a runaway. They really didn't look into anything else. They thought that Maybe she was, like, drinking and driving and crashed the car and then abandoned it and ran away. They really didn't think anything bad could have happened to her. So her mother kind of, like, pressed the fact that Brianna would never do this, and so they eventually searched the area with dogs, but they never found anything. They sent Brianna's car off for forensic testing about 10 days after her disappearance. DNA, meaning, like, no DNA besides her family and her, was found on the car. It took about three years for the police to treat this case like an actual disappearance instead of a runaway. The Brianna's car was staged in that position and that multiple people actually abducted her. Um,
One thing to note about this case, you guys, is that Brianna had extensive, extensive training in jujitsu. There was no way that one person was going to come and successfully abduct her. Like, it had to have been multiple people, and her family has stated this multiple times, and I think that the police actually believe this now as well. Um, so, about a month after her disappearance, a tip came in claiming that Brianna was being held against her will in a house that was approximately 10 miles from where she lived. The police did follow up on this tip, however, nothing was ever found proving that Brianna was ever in these people's houses. Um, the two men, by the names of Raymond Ryans and Nathaniel Jackson, lived in a nearby house and were very known, were very well-known drug dealers, and it was proven that the men did actually, in fact, know Brianna, and that came as a very big shocker to her family because they didn't understand why Brianna would know these people. Uh, they ended up finding out that she experimented with hard drugs in the past, and she had actually bought the drugs from these two men. Um, another tip came in about a year later involving these two men again. The woman stated that both men did abduct Brianna and murder her about a week later. She stated that Brianna owed one of the men money for the drugs, and then it turned into an argument, which led to Brianna's horrific murder. The police, however, could never confirm any of this because there was no sign of Brianna ever in the guys' houses. So, in 2006, security footage surfaced of a woman who resembled Brianna sitting at a poker table um, at Caesar's, C Caesar's World Casino in New Jersey. The woman was never identified, though. In 2012, law enforcement thought that there could be a potential connection between a local rapist and a killer named Israel Keys, but the FBI quickly ruled that out because... Keys ended up committing suicide, and now I'm unsure as to how they really ruled that out. Um, I saw online that pretty much everywhere that they only ruled it out because he committed suicide. Um, in 2016, Brianna's car was checked again for DNA, and police never released what they found to the public, so there could have been, uh, you know, because DNA has gotten a lot better. The DNA testing has gotten a lot better since 2004, so they could obviously get uh, more DNA if there was DNA on the car, but they have never released that. So I do want to mention one more thing that that a lot of people believe could be in connection to Brianna's disappearance. I don't know necessarily that the police believe this, but I know a lot of people that know about this case think that this is connected. So another woman by the name of Maura Murray, she disappeared about a month before Brianna in almost the exact same circ circumstances, you guys. They disappeared almost the exact same way, and it happened about 90 miles away from where Brianna disappeared. M this girl got was supposedly drinking and driving we don't really know but she got into a car accident with herself and then disappeared um so a lot of people that look at this case and and they only happen about 90 miles away from each other so a lot of people that look into this case believe that they could very strongly be connected but i i don't know that the police also believe that um so this is kind of all the information on the case but i really want to know what you guys think and about this case and how you guys feel about it i would love it if you guys would share this so other people can hear it i do think this is one of these cases where if the pressure is kind of put on the police it could potentially be solved i think that they have all the right tools to solve this and all the right people but they just it just needs to be pressed back on the police um it's been 15 years since brianna went missing and it's so important to keep these kind of cases in the spotlight um, I want to know if there's any other cases that you guys want to see. My email will always be in the description, so f feel free to send in case recommendations, and I really, really want to know 
what you guys think of this case. But that's it for me today, guys, and thank you so much for joining in.